Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And this week, we're talking about Rossini's Armida, which debuted in 1817 at the uh, Teatro di San Carlo in Naples, one of the uh, great opera houses associated with Rossini. Indeed. Uh, and it's an opera about a figure about whom a lot of people wrote operas, did they? A lot of people. A lot of people. We have uh, Lully wrote one, Salieri, Haydn, Gluck, Dvorak. <laughs> <laughs> it might be easier to list the composers that didn't write an opera yes. called Armida. Yes, Verdi Puccini and Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> 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 This is actually based on an episode from the Italian Renaissance epic La Gerusalemme Liberata, Jerusalem Liberated by Torquato Tasso. Takes place during the Crusades, actually. And many of the main characters are, are Crusader knights. The uh, Paladins. The Paladins. Armida, the title character, is a princess of Damascus and the niece of the king of Damascus, whose name is Idraote. She's also a witch. She's also a witch. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out. That was my next. <laughs> and the Crusaders are laying siege to Jerusalem, which is under the rule of the Saracens. And the Christians want to take it back for Christ. And so the king of Damascus, who is one of the Saracens, and Armida hatch a plot in which Armida is going to go to Goffredo, who is the leader of the Crusaders, the Paladins, and pretend that her uncle has usurped her throne and she wants the Christians to help her take it back. But what she's really there to do is to infiltrate and ensorcel all the <laughs> all the knights so that they'll be too distracted to be able to fight effectively. Plus, she's also there because she's in love with Rinaldo. Ah. Rinaldo is one of the, the paladin knights, one of the Christian knights, and he's one of the Frankish knights. The Frankish knights recently lost their leader. And Goffredo arranges for a new leader to be chosen for the Frankish knights, and it's Rinaldo. So Armida comes and asks, she wants 10 of the knights to sort of go with her to help take back the city. But like, really, she just wants to ensorcel them. She does. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I like saying ensorcel. I know. It's a, it's a, I think this is the opera that invented the term. I think you're right. Lo and behold, one of those knights that she takes with her is Ronaldo. Yes. And she is still in love with him because she'd met him at some stage previously when she'd saved his life. Right. And she reminds him of that. And he... When she reminds him of, of his ingratitude for saving his life, he admits to her that he, he does love her. There is this tension in him between his Christian duty to take back the city, but on the other hand, he's in love with Armida, who is a representative of the other side, shall we right. say. Cue the duet. Cue the duet. <laughs> Amor possente nome. Thank you. 
the other knights fall in with Armida's plot because they are all beguiled by her beauty. Ensorcelled. Ensorcelled indeed. <laughs> However, there is a problem, and that is that Janando, one of the other Frankish knights, is pissed because he wanted to be elected leader, and Ronaldo was. So now he's pissed at Ronaldo and everybody else because he didn't get what he thought should be his. Right. And so when he sees Ronaldo and Armida together, he starts bad-mouthing Ronaldo to the rest of the troops. So naturally they have to fight. Yes. <laughs> they fight and Ronaldo wins. He kills Janando. But is duly uh, chagrined and, uh, and ashamed of, of what he's done. Nevertheless, he and Armida flee before punishment can be meted out against him. And uh, it's the end of Act One. Act Two. We are in this dark forest. And Astarote, one of the princes of hell, one of the, the demon spirits, one of the adherents of Armida, has led a group of demons into the forest to help Armida. It's interesting to notice echoes of, of different other operas in this setting. I mean, you've got Act Two of Parsifal, you have the Flower Maidens and, and then Klingzor's Magic Garden. And then it, uh, also in um, Der Freischütz, Karl Maria von Weber's Der Freischütz, uh, you have that big Wolf's Glen scene where they forge the magic bullets, you know, and all these... You know, satanic happenings are, are, are going on around them. And uh, this, this is, you know, sort of reminiscent of that. And it's, it's all sort of in that romantic period. So, it, you know, they're, they're sort of echoing one another in a, in a sense. Armida and Ronaldo are in this, this dark forest. And they sing of their love for each other, that duet, Dove Sonillo. Yes, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. That's right. <laughs> And what Armida does, then, is she confesses the truth to Ronaldo that she's actually there to ensorcel him. Yeah, and she admits it. And she then turns the forest into a grand uh, sort of... Pleasure palace. Sybaritic pleasure palace, yes. But what is interesting as well is that Ronaldo doesn't turn against her because he He's ensorceled. <laughs> and he loves her. <laughs> And so she creates this wonderful pleasure garden where presumably they can live in connubial bliss, although they're not married, are they? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and then Armida sings this wonderful aria about how wonderful love is, how powerful love is. D'amore al dolce impero. A very virtuosic 
uh, aria on the power of love, yes. And in fact, this whole opera is quite virtuosic. Especially for, for her. the soprano. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have real coloratura chops. Yes, you do. And the tenors, too. There are a lot of tenors running around in this opera, let me tell you. <laughs> and part of the pleasure in the garden is that there is a pantomime put on to entertain Rinaldo about a warrior being seduced by nymphs. Hmm. Seduced being another word for ensorcelled. Ensorcelled. <laughs> <laughs> but by this time, Rinaldo has, has forgotten anything to do with being a warrior and is now completely besotted by Armida, completely ensorcelled. There we go. <laughs> End of Act Two. Act Three, Ubaldo and Carlo, two of the paladin knights, arrive to rescue Ronaldo, to save him, to bring him back. When they arrive in the Enchanted Gardens, though, they are completely overwhelmed by you know, the beauty, the luxury of the place. They are ensorcelled. Yes, <laughs> they are ensorcelled and very tempted. But... They have something that Rinaldo doesn't have. <laughs> a golden staff. A golden staff. <laughs> he must have left his at home. He did. <laughs> and with that golden staff, they are able to ward off the nymphs that try to seduce them. And therefore, they are unensorcelled. <laughs> and then, when Armida and Rinaldo appear, Ubaldo and Carlo hide. Armida then leaves. Rinaldo is on his own, and Ubaldo and Carlo see their chance to get him, to go to him, to talk to him. And they confront him and say, look, what's going on? And they actually hold up a shield. They polished the front of their shield, and they hold it up like a mirror to Rinaldo. And he looks at himself in the shield and he doesn't recognize himself. No, he probably hasn't shaved in a while. you got to figure. So <laughs> he's a little horrified by what he sees. Because he realizes that he has left his warrior duties, etc., behind. That he has been ensorcelled. Yes. Cute trio. <laughs> in quale aspetto in bello. He's still in love with Armida, and so he is still torn between his, his Christian duty and his love for Armida. He prays for strength, but he does leave with Ubaldo and Carlo. Get, he does. He manages to get out. Armida, on the other hand, not too happy. No. <laughs> and because calls... she realizes that she might have been ensorcelled. Yeah. <laughs> So she summons all the powers of hell to, uh, to get him back, and it uh, doesn't work. <laughs> well, she goes off in pursuit of them. Yes. And she tracks them down before they can sail away, and she begs Rinaldo not to leave her. And she even offers to go into battle with him to fight next to him as his page. Ubaldo and Carlo are there, though, to hold Rinaldo back. Don't let her do this to you. Don't let her 
ensorcel you again. <laughs> and they manage to get him away. They do. And of course, Armida is then torn between the love she has for Rinaldo, but her desire for revenge. Yeah. And she sings that wonderful aria, Dove Sonillo, Fuji. Yeah, she chooses the latter. <laughs> she goes for revenge. And uh, in most productions, she, uh, she flies off in a snit in a chariot drawn by dragons. You know, and if you're going to make a big scene of stomping out, what better way than to do it in a chariot drawn by dragons? I mean, that really <laughs> makes a statement. you got to admit. What I find interesting is that there is an unusual resolution to this opera. The stage is not left with, with bodies, bodies of dead people. <laughs> you know, they don't all die, but they don't all live happily ever after. Right. And you see that really this episodic nature of the opera, it's, it's taken from an episode from Tasso's epic from Jerusalem Liberata. Yeah. So it's in some respects incomplete. Yes, but it's, it's incomplete in the same way. That, I know this is a really strange analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's incomplete in the same way that Gone with the Wind is incomplete. At the end, she says, tomorrow's another day. I'm going to go get him. And basically, that's what Armida is saying, too, although she's going to get him in a very different way. <laughs> what is quite clear is that this episode between Armida and Rinaldo in Jerusalem Liberata has inspired so many opera composers. Yes, and they, they have seen you know, something really dramatic in this particular episode. And, of course, the episode doesn't end as a traditional opera might, where they're all dead on the stage or they're all you know, running off to live happily ever after. Right. So we have this sort of sense of there's more to come, but we're just not going to be there to see it. Yeah. The beauty of Armida, not one of Rossini's most performed operas, no, because it's difficult to cast. It's difficult to cast the title role. Um, because it's so demanding. It's very demanding. Uh, Renee Fleming has had a lot of success with it. Maria Callas had big success with it. But it's not easy to cast. Plus, you have to find, I believe it's four Rossini tenors, <laughs> each of whom has a substantial role in this. There aren't that many Rossini tenors to go around, usually. And so that in itself is difficult. And it didn't make its premiere at the Met until... 2010. Right. Which is, you know, a long time after it debuted in 1817. Quite a bit. <laughs> Rossini's Armida. That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening. <laughs>